hear that first reading from the book of Genesis and that conversation between God and Abraham and it's stories like that that make us think, man, God was pretty mean in the Old Testament. That it had to take Abraham to come and barter with God to save Sodom and Gomorrah. That God wanted to wipe it clean because of all of the immorality was, that was happening there and it took Abraham coming to God trying to change his mind to tell God, well, if there were 50 good people there, would you save them? If there were 45, how about 40 or 30 or 20 or 10? If there were 10 good people, would you save the lot of them? And it sounds like God is kind of vengeful and wrathful. But what is he actually doing? He's showing Abraham what he's supposed to do. Because we look at that and we see, wow, God isn't very merciful to Sodom and Gomorrah. But how often do we do that very thing in our own life? When we think of the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of refugees throughout the world, and then all the stories that we hear in the news of the way that they come into the country and they cause disorder and unrest, that they kind of bring in different ways of living that aren't conducive to the new culture they live in, that they bring violence and crime and rape and all of these things. But what if there was one refugee family, one good refugee family that needed to come? Would we block all of them for the sake of that one family? Or if we think of our prime minister or the president south of the border, and we hear all of the things that they say and we think that they say ridiculous things, that they have immoral views, that they don't actually believe in real freedom of religion, or that they say racist things. But if they say one good thing, are they worth being saved and not worthy of hate? Or if we think of our friends and our family, and maybe that one person among our group of friends or family that it's been a long time since we've talked to them because of that event that happened, those words that they said, or that encounter that happened, and we've not talked to them for years. Is that really the same thing as what happened in the first reading? We end up doing the same thing as what we're kind of going, why would God do that? And we know that God is leading us into the understanding of what his mercy looks like. I will always remember a woman that shared with me something from her life where she was from another country originally and she was in a very abusive marriage, both physically and emotionally. And because of her culture that she came from, there was no option to leave. And then they immigrated to Canada and she was Catholic and he was not. And when they immigrated, the abuse continued. And she finally, after years living in Canada and seeing that she had the option that she could leave that abusive marriage, she finally did. And she was free from that. But then her husband started to follow her to church. And he started coming to Mass when she was at Mass. And she was angry because the abuse was keeping up even though they didn't live together. And then she got even more frustrated on the day that he decided to join RCIA to become Catholic. And she couldn't understand why 
the pastor would allow this to happen because he's not a good man. And he became Catholic, and he was baptized. He came to Mass. And she was frustrated. She didn't know how to deal with it. Until one day God gave her the grace to understand that they could never live together anymore because she knew that if she was with him again, he wouldn't know how to be in a relationship without being at least emotionally abusive. But she understood he was still her husband. And so now, when they come to Mass, they sit together and they pray together. It's the only time they spend together. But she knows that her role as his wife is still to pray for the salvation of his soul. Even after all of the many awful things that he did to her and her children. God is trying to lead Abraham to understand what we say every time we pray the Our Father. It's the only part of the Our Father where we promise our own action in return. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Are we fulfilling our side of the bargain? To forgive in the way that we believe God forgives. Because then we can also think even past refugees and political leaders and friends and family with long-time issues. What about ourselves? We're the harshest judges on ourselves. And usually it doesn't take 50 things for us to give harsh judgment on ourselves. Usually it takes only one. One thing from our life where we look and we go, I can't believe I did that. Awful. Will we let God forgive us? Will we let his mercy come to us for that one thing? And then we can challenge ourselves even in the opposite direction. With the many blessings that God gives us in our life, do we sometimes have the temptation when that one bad thing comes in our life to be angry at God for that one bad thing and forget all of the many blessings? God with Abraham is teaching Abraham that there's always something, someone worth saving. And it's never worth throwing out everything because the hope that is found in that one good thing. So as we pray every time we gather together the Our Father, are we willing to forgive others in the way that we believe God forgives us?